What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Here's a quick synopsis. In order to gain a coveted prize and build towards his future, a young Cornelia Snow must mentor Lucy Gray from District 12 to help her succeed in the 10th annual Hunger Games. The film stars Tom Blythe, Rachel Zegler, Peter Dinklage, Viola Davis, Hunter Schaefer, Josh Rivera, and Jason Schwartzman. Standout performances, Tom Blythe is the lead of the movie playing a younger version of Cornelia Snow who was played by Donald Sutherland, the main villain in the original Hunger Games film, and in this he begins as a privileged, innocent character who while lives in the capital is financially unstable and is willing to do anything to get to a position of power. It's impossible not to be impressed with this performance. He's a conflicted, complicated character, and what Blythe is being asked to do is not easy. He's playing someone who we all know is going to turn out to be corrupt and vile, yet he needs to make him sympathetic for us to care about him. It's reminiscent of when Hayden Christensen played Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars prequels, and I know people have mixed feelings on his performance, and I do think Blythe is really good as a young Snow. Actress Rachel Zegg was the breakout star of Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. She was fantastic in the film and in my opinion should have gotten an Oscar nomination. What she's done post that film is to have two pivotal roles in giant studio movies. The first being Shazam! Fury of the Gods, a film that is not very good but she is fine in it. In this movie, Songbirds and Snakes, she plays Lucy Gray, a participant in The Hunger Games mentored by Snow. And like Blythe, is asked to play a difficult part and I say that because the role was and will continue to be compared to Jennifer Lawrence's Katniss Everdeen in the original movies and is she as good as Lawrence was in those movies? Absolutely not but that's not a fair comparison. I really like Zegler as Lucy Gray especially during the scenes in the Hunger Games themselves. Zegler has another big film on the way, Disney's live action remake of Snow White co-starring Gal Gadot, directed by Mark Webb, and the movie Y2K, directed by former SNL cast member Kyle Mooney. I'm really fascinated by the Snow White movie, because I know online has talked about this movie a lot, but we haven't seen a trailer. The movie's coming in 2025. I have no idea what to expect. These Disney live-action remakes have been sort of hit and miss. Some of them have worked. Some of them have been carbon copies of the original movies. I don't know what to make of this Snow White movie. I want to see Gal Gadot as a villain. I think that could be interesting. I think Rachel Zegler makes sense as a live-action Snow White. And I like Mark Webb as a director. He was really good as the filmmaker behind The Amazing Spider-Man and 500 Days of Summer. One of the smartest things the original Hunger Games movies did was surround these two young stars, Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutchinson, with established actors. You had Elizabeth Banks, Woody Harrelson, Stanley Tucci, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jeffrey Wright and Julianne Moore, and the prequel smartly replicated this with Peter Dinklage, who plays Casca Highbottom, the man who, along with Snow's father, created the Hunger Games. 
If you are making a big studio movie, you want Peter Dinklage in it. Along with this, he's also been in X-Men First Class and Avengers Infinity War. In Songbirds and Snakes, I loved his scenes with Blythe, especially the final one between the two characters. Then you have Viola Davis, who is best known for winning Oscars and being in prestigious movies, but she also has a history being in giant blockbusters. She's had roles in Ender's Game and Suicide Squad. In Songbirds and Snakes, she plays Dr. Gall, the current game maker of the Hunger Games. It's a zany, interesting performance. And then finally, you have Jason Schwartzman, who I think you could make an argument was the best actor of 2023. He was the best part of Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, along with Scarlett Johansson. He did impeccable voice work in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And in Songbirds and Snakes, he plays Lucky Flickman, the first host of the Hunger Games on television. He's really asked to be the comedic relief of this film, and he succeeds. Schwartzman's next movies include Megaopolis from director Francis Ford Coppola, who happens to be Jason Schwartzman's uncle. The film co-stars Adam Driver and Aubrey Plaza, among others. And the movie Queer from director Luca Guadagnino, co-starring Daniel Craig and Drew Starkey. It just feels like people are now starting to realize what I've known for a long time, that Jason Schwartzman is a really good actor. And he can act well in both smaller movies, and giant blockbusters like The Hunger Games, Songbirds and Snakes. The director of Songbirds and Snakes is Francis Lawrence, the man who directed the last three Hunger Games movies. And let me start with this. He did a good job with this movie. He knows how to make an entertaining, action-packed studio movie. I just watched Constantine, his movie with Keanu Reeves for the first time, and was blown away by that film. There are certain elements that are really special. I didn't love the plot. I didn't love everything about that movie. It's imperfect, but it is a really interesting movie, and now there's talks that there's going to be a sequel to that movie. Sign me up for that immediately. I want to see interesting comic book movies starring Keanu Reeves and Rachel Weisz. I also think with superhero movies, we've seen super grounded movies. We've seen movies in space. The Constantine magical, mystical elements is something we really really haven't seen in movies lately, particularly comic book movies. I know we have Doctor Strange. I don't think they've handled his magical story well. I want to see a sequel to Constantine, and I do think that the sequel would make more money. I mean, Keanu Reeves has gotten bigger since Constantine came out. Everyone is big fans of the John Wick movies. Now is the time to make a Constantine sequel. I do, however, have mixed feelings about Lawrence returning to direct this prequel to The Hunger Games. I just find it odd that these giant franchises get revived and instead of bringing in a new director with a new voice, they choose the same old filmmakers. It happened to Harry Potter, too, with the Fantastic Beast movies. The director of those films is David Yates, who directed the majority of the original Potter films. Isn't the point to bring these franchises in new directions? Instead, it looks as if they are stuck in the past, and with the same directors, you can only go so far. I've heard this point made before that Studios really don't choose young filmmakers 
to be at the helm of franchises. And I think Songbirds and Snakes is another example of that. They picked the easy guy to go with. They picked the guy they knew could make a quality movie. And I'm not saying it was the wrong choice. I just don't think it was the interesting choice. One of my favorite prequel movies ever, if not my favorite prequel ever, is X-Men First Class. They went with Matthew Vaughn, who had established himself, but he wasn't super well-known. He had made Kick-Ass, he had made Stardust, he had been a really quality director, but he wasn't a big name. They didn't choose somebody who had already made a superhero movie. The studio went with someone new who hadn't made an X-Men movie, and he ended up making one of the best X-Men movies of all time. He chose the young cast, he got an excellent performance out of Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy. That's, I think, something that they should have done with Songbirds and Snakes, and I don't don't mean that as a diss to Francis Lawrence. I think he's a really good director. I just don't think he was the exciting choice to come back and direct another Hunger Games. Yes, I think prequels are hard in that you want to see the same thing that you loved in the original movies, but you also want to see something new. I think that's also the downside of the Star Wars prequels, that they're all written and directed by George Lucas. We already know that that guy is capable of making a great Star Wars movie, and he didn't with the Star Wars prequels, but I do think that the Star Wars prequels could have been more exciting if they were made by a young filmmaker. But the majority of these studios and these franchises keep going with the safe choice. There is a lot of things I liked about this movie, especially the first half, but then it takes this clunky side turn in the second half that prevents this movie from being great. I just look at this movie's runtime as part of the issue, and I hate when people usually bring this up. I hate that people hate the movie Killers of the Flower Moon because it's too long. That's not a good enough reason to not like a movie, especially if it's a quality movie made by Martin Scorsese, then I'm going to give that movie its time. That movie has earned its runtime. This movie, The Hunger Games, Songbirds and Snakes, has not earned its runtime. And many people ask the question, how can a movie earn a three-hour runtime? Well, I'll tell you this. This is how I rate three-hour movies, by the film's ending. If the film's ending is so brilliant, you don't even remember you just spent three hours watching this movie, then you know you've just watched a great movie. I mean, we've just seen it this year with Oppenheimer. Nobody complained about that movie being that long because that ending is brilliant. Now, I'm not expecting that from the Hunger Games films, but if you're going to make a movie that's two hours and 40 minutes, then I'm expecting a really climactic ending. And this movie really didn't have that. It was an okay ending. It was a good ending, but I think when a movie has a runtime this long, it needs to be a memorable, great ending. A movie shouldn't be just long to give you endless amounts of details about the characters and the plots. There needs to be a purpose. It needs to be building towards something, and that something has to be a brilliant ending, and this movie doesn't have that. Again, it's an okay ending. It's a good ending. It's not one where I was like, man, this two hours and 40 minutes was well worth my time. Now, do I think this movie was worth my time? Yes, there are a lot of things to like about it. Tom Blythe and Rachel Zegler are really good. Now, do those two have chemistry whatsoever? No, they have good performances, but not together, so I do think that was a failure of this movie. I mean, you watch the original Hunger Games movies, and 
Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutchinson have really good chemistry. Even Lawrence and Liam Hemsworth had really good chemistry. These two characters, Snow and Lucy Gray, you really don't buy them as a couple. You just know that the film is rushing this relationship. And that's fine. There have been many movies that do this. I feel like the Venom movies have done that with Tom Hardy's and Michelle Williams' characters. Like, you're just supposed to buy them as a couple without them really being believable. It's fine. Those two are really good actors. And alone in those movies, they're really good. But together, they don't really have chemistry. But it's okay because they're good actors. And it works in Songbirds and Snakes because Blythe and Zegler are really good actors. Let's talk about the film's box office. The movie made $336 million, which is decent. To put that in perspective, though, the second film of the Jennifer Lawrence films made $865 million, and each of her films made at least $630 million. But to be fair, the box office has changed drastically since then. I do wonder if more Hunger Games movies are on the way. Like, was this movie successful enough to reestablish this as one of the premier franchises? I do think there's this weird inevitability when it comes to prequels. Like, you're watching a character who you already know what has happened to them, and now we have to see how they got into that spot. And if you don't agree with that idea of how this person got there, then the movie really gets lost on you. I'm sure there's going to be so many people who say, this isn't how I think of Snow, this character, how he became the character of Snow, and maybe I just wanted my imagination to tell me how this guy got that way. I know a lot of people have watched this movie and they say, well, what happened with Lucy Gray is why Snow hates District 12, and that explains his tumultuous relationship with Katniss Everdeen. Did people really need that? Do you really need all of the answers to everything when it comes to these franchises? And that's what these prequels try to do. I've seen it with the Fantastic Beast movies. Those movies are trying to give you all of the answers, but they're not giving you the same high-quality films that the original films were giving you. And you're listening to somebody who really loved the first Fantastic Beast movie. I loved Colin Farrell in that movie. I loved Eddie Redmayne in that movie. But after that, the more that film tried to be more like the Harry Potter films, the worse they got. But that first film stands on its own. My fear, if The Hunger Games keeps going, they're going to try to feel more and more like the Jennifer Lawrence movies. And the reality is, you can't recreate that magic. For me, Songbirds and Snakes holds up on its own as its own movie. It's enjoyable. I don't need to re-watch all of The Hunger Games movies. It feels connected, but it feels different enough. I really like the movie. I think it's juggling a lot, and I think some of Snow's intentions are a bit confusing, but overall, it is a good movie. It is a really high quality blockbuster film and that's something we didn't get a lot of in 2023. There were so many bad blockbusters in 2023 that I do think I'm willing to look past this movie's failures a bit. For one thing, Songbirds and Snakes is a really good looking movie which is something you can't say about 95% of the blockbusters that are being made today. I can't stand movies with a lot of CGI anymore. Every Marvel movie, every DC movie. Like I said earlier, I watched Shazam! Fury of the Gods. That doesn't look like a movie. It doesn't look like any of the people in that movie are in the same room. That's not the 
the case with songbirds and snakes. It felt like a real place, and this felt like real people. And on top of that, the action sequences during the Hunger Games were really interesting. They weren't on par with the original, but they were still really good, and they were better than most action movies being made today. And the movie at least attempts to be interesting and say things about social classes, yes. It's not saying anything new that you haven't heard before, but it's trying, and I feel like most blockbuster movies in 2023 and now in 2024 aren't even trying. It has to be said how odd it is that we're living in a time period where nostalgia has gone to a point where we're bringing back things from not even 10 years ago. I mean, that's where we're at, and that's kind of insane that The Hunger Games is already back, and it makes you think that everything we've watched in the 2010s has a chance of coming back. I'm sure Twilight is going to come back. I mean, it's insane that a movie that starred Jennifer Lawrence now has a prequel. I mean, I've talked about the Star Wars prequels. Do we understand that those were almost 20 years apart? I believe there was a 15-year period between the last Star Wars movie and the prequel films. We had distance. There is barely any distance between Jennifer Lawrence and this film, Songbirds and Snakes. So that's why it's wild that there's a prequel film to the Hunger Games franchise. I would also argue that there wasn't enough distance between Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beast movies. I think prequels need to have distance. That's what was kind of so refreshing with Timothy Chalamet's Wonka is that it was a prequel movie that was made so many years after the original film, and even it's been a while since Johnny Depp's film. That was back in 2005. It's been a really long time since there was a movie about Willy Wonka. But now they've already brought back everything that's been away for the past 30 years, so now they're going to things that are only 10 years old, and that's so wild, and at some point, it's not going to work out for them. I mean, we're already seeing that this movie, Songbirds and Snakes, isn't as popular as the original films, but if they had waited 15, 20 years and people had an appetite for a Hunger Games movie, I do believe it could have been more popular. And I do have a prediction after seeing this movie. I 100% believe that Jennifer Lawrence will be in a Hunger Games sequel movie at one point. It's going to happen. They're going to bring her back. They're going to bring back Josh Hutchinson. There's going to be a sequel to the final Hunger Games film. It's going to happen. And maybe they're going to make one more prequel movie before it, but they are going to go to Jennifer Lawrence and they're going to offer her an unlimited amount of money because they want to make movies that make 600 to a billion dollars and not movies that make 300 million dollars. They want to be in that game of making giant blockbusters that everyone goes and sees. And how you do that is bring back an iconic character and bring back a major movie star. You are going to see her play Cadmus Evergreen. You're going to see Daniel Radcliffe play Harry Potter. We just live in that time where these things are going to happen because at some point, these actors are going to age, they're going to do interesting projects, but they're going to be offered an unlimited amount of money to play these characters again. And I'm not saying it's a mistake. I'm not saying it's a good thing either. I'm just saying that it's going to happen. And do I want to see Jennifer Lawrence play Cadmus again? Absolutely. She was brilliant 
brilliant in Blockbuster. She's so good in the X-Men First Class Trilogy, and she's absolutely brilliant in the original Hunger Games movie, and I felt her absence watching this film, even though I think it's a decent movie, with really good young actors in Tom Blythe and Rachel Zegler, who I do believe will have promising careers. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movie The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movie Poor Things from director Yorgos Lanthimos, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) 